babes. Guess what? We have a new segment on the block. It is Wednesday, and that means that we are launching the newest segment of the Bay Bay of Podcasts called Women to Watch, where I sit down and chat with some of the most badass babes in their industry, babes that are blazing some trails, also some babes that are really just getting some shit done and following their dreams and jumping into their passion projects. So I'm so excited that you guys are here to listen on an additional episode this week. And uh, stay tuned and make sure to follow them on social media when you're done um, and give them all the support that they deserve. Thank you so much. And I can't wait for you guys to see who's up next. All right, you guys, before we get too in depth to the Helen Keller episode, I wanted to give a little bit of a trigger warning. Um, They do speak a little bit via the Wikipedia page in regards to war, slavery, disability, um, and political views of other people that you may not, um, agree with. So please keep that in mind. If you don't want to learn more about Helen Keller, that's totally fine. I'm literally taking everything from the Wikipedia page and signing it appropriately. So, um, feel free to read it yourself. The link is in the show notes. Um, or you're more than welcome to skip through some of the parts you're uncomfortable with. So I love you guys. Honestly, that's just the way of the world in the 1880s to the 1960s. So um, just a little bit of education, and and I hope you learn a little bit more about her than than what I knew as well. So uh, thanks for hanging out with me today, and can't wait to dive in. Here we go. What up, what up, y'all? Welcome back. It is the late version of Women to Watch Wednesday. Um, and this isn't a long awaited episode because if you follow me on any social media, I've been talking about Helen Keller for a million, for a million years and I haven't put up the episode. So today is the day on the Thursday, maybe even a Friday. Who knows? Helen Keller is here and she is my woman to watch for this week. I'm getting the shit done, y'all. Apologies, apologies. I started a new uh, program at my work and... I just don't have the time after work, honestly, to sit down and chat for 25 minutes to 30 minutes about things at the moment because my brain is elsewhere, okay? And I need to work out and I need to sweat it out and I need to get my mindset right and I need to walk the dog and I need to eat the dinners and I need to be in bed by 30 because I'm an old ass bitch. Okay, here we go. We are going to be talking about Helen Keller and I put up some information. Um... In on the grid today, I will do that here in a little bit when I'm finished. But what is very interesting is that there are obviously some conspiracies around Helen Keller. So this is going to be probably the part two. Um, the part two is going to be talking more about the conspiracies because I really don't want to overload you with like more than one episode um, or more than one niched out topic about what we're doing here. So let's freaking get it. So all of my information is from Wikipedia because I had no time to go anywhere else. And so I'm not taking it as Bible. I'm just taking it as information that's already on the internet that I don't have to do a lot of research for. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Helen Adams Keller was an American author, disability rights advocate, political activist, and lecturer. Born 
June 27th, 1880 to June 1st, 1968. And honestly, before we dive into any more information, I really had no idea that she lived that long. That span of time feels so lengthy to me, like from 1880 to 1968. That feels like 100 years, which I know is not yet. It's like 82. But still, it feels very, very lengthy. I think it's because it goes from the 1800s to the 1900s. Kind of like if you go from the 1900s to the 21 to the 2000s, 2010s. Oh my God, math is hard. I learned how to do more math today at work, which you guys know anything about me is not my strong suit and I fucking hate it. So I digress. I did that so fast, that math about how old Helen Keller was. I'm really proud of myself. So right now you can't see me, but I'm patting myself on the back. All right, back to it. Born in West Tecumbia, Alabama, she lost her sight and her hearing after a bout of illness at the age of 19 months. She then communicated primarily using home signs, which come to find out are a particular type of signage, like a gestural communication system when a deaf child lacks accessible linguistics input, meaning they arise in families where a deaf child is raised by hearing parents and sometimes isolated from a deaf community. Um, because the deaf child does not receive signed or spoken language input, these children are, are referred to as linguistically isolated. These home sign systems are used regularly as a child's form of communication, and they develop to become more complex and simple gestures as time goes on. Okay, quick little caveat there. Uh, we She was primarily using home signs until the age of seven when she first met her teacher and lifelong companion, Miss Ann Sullivan, which we might do an episode about her. Who knows? Stay tuned. Um, this young woman taught Keller language, which included reading and writing. After an education at both specialist and mainstream schools, Keller attended Radcliffe College of Harvard University and became the first deafblind person to earn a Bachelor of Arts degree. Round of applause. Da, 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 da. Choo choo! Confetti cannon. Let's freaking go. She worked for the American Foundation of the Blind, or AFB, from 1924 until 1968. During this time, she toured the United States and traveled to 35 countries around the globe, advocating for those with vision loss. Keller was a prolific author, writing 14 books and hundreds of speeches and essays on topics ranging from animals to Mahatma Gandhi. Cool. What a good range. Love that about her. Keller campaigned for those with disabilities, for women's suffrage, labor rights, and world peace. In 1909, she joined the Socialist Party of America, which I don't know what that is, so hold on. The Socialist, the Socialist Party of America, or SPA, was a socialist political party in the U.S. formed in 1901 by a merger between the three-year-old Social Democratic Party of America and disaffected elements of the Socialist Labor Party of America, who had split from its main organization. Cool. She was also a founding member of the American Civil Liberties Union, or the ACLU. 
um, which is a nonprofit organization founded in 1920 to defend and preserve the individual rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in this country by the Constitution and the laws of the U.S. They work through litigation and lobbying, and there's more to come on that, I'm sure. Keller's 1903 autobiography entitled The Story of My Life publicized her education and life with Anne Sullivan. It was adapted as a play by William Gibson, and this was also adapted as a film under the same title called The Miracle Worker. <clears throat> her birthplace has been designated and preserved as a National Historic Landmark, and since 1957, it is operated as a house museum and sponsors an annual, quote, Helen Keller Day. Cool. She was inducted into the Alabama Women's Hall of Fame in 1971, posthumously, of course. And she was one of 12 inaugural inductees into the newly found Alabama Writers Hall of Fame on June 8th, 2015. Now, before we pop into early childhood illness and all the things to follow based on this Wikipedia page, we're going to take a break. Listen to this ad. I know you love it, but if you don't, scroll on through, y'all. All right, we're back. And if you're just joining us, I am reading over the Wikipedia page of the one and only and sometimes conspiracy theorcy, conspiracy theorcy situation in life that is Helen Keller. Now, we are about to dive into early childhood and illness. So, buckle up. This is going to be a banger. Like we said before, Keller was born on June 27, 1880 in Tuscumbia, Alabama. The daughter of Arthur Kenley, sorry, Arthur Henley Keller and his second wife, Catherine Everett Adams Keller. Woo! So many names. Known as Kate. Thank you, Mother. Her family lived on a homestead called Ivy Green that Helen's paternal grandfather had built decades earlier. Thanks, Papa, Papa, Pops, Popsicle, whatever you're going to call your grandpa. Go ahead. She had four siblings, two full siblings, Mildred Campbell Keller, Tyson, and Philip Brooks Keller. So Mildred is my great grandma's name. Love it. Love it. And two older half-brothers from her father's first marriage, James McDonald Keller and William Sinsman Keller. Her father worked for many years as an editor as a Tuscumbian North Alabamian. He served as a captain in the Confederate Army. Thank you for that. And the family were part of the slaveholding elite before the war, but lost status later. And so just hovering over that, that means... The legal institution of human chattel slavery compromising the enslavement of the enslavement primarily of Africans and African Americans was a prevalent in the U.S. from its founding in 1776 until 1865. It was established through European colonization in the Americas. Um... All right, there's more on that, I'm sure. Um, her mother was the daughter of Charles W. Adams, a Confederate general, and his wife. Well, we don't care what her name is, or maybe we can't find it. Just Charles's wife. Cool. Sorry, we don't know your name. Uh, 
Keller's paternal lineage was traced to Caspar Keller, a native of Switzerland. One of Helen's Swiss ancestors was the first teacher for the deaf in Zurich. Cool. Keller reflected on this fact in her first autobiography, stating, quote, that there is no king who has not had a slave among his ancestors, nor a slave who has not had a king among his, end quote. At 19 months old, Keller contracted an unknown illness described by the doctors as, quote, an acute congestion of the stomach and the brain. Weird. Contemporary doctors believe it may have been meningitis caused by the bacterium, I can't say it, meningococcus. There's a whole other word here that I'm not even going to try. Or possibly a form of influenza. Cool. This could have caused the same symptoms, but which is a less likely cause due to its 97% juvenile mortality rate at this time. The illness left Keller both deaf and blind. She lived, as she recalled in her autobiography, quote, at a sea in a dense fog. At sea in a dense fog. Oh, that feels, I feel awful for that. I'm sorry. At the time, Keller was able to communicate somewhat with Marsha Washington, who was two years older and the daughter of the family cook, and understood the girl's signs. By the age of seven, Keller had more than 60 home signs to communicate with her family and could distinguish people by the vibration of their footsteps. Well, that's really cool. In 1886, Keller's mother, inspired by an account in the Charles Dickens American Notes, was the successful education of Laura Bridgman, the deaf, a deaf and blind woman, dispatched young Keller and her father to consult physician J. Julian Chisholm, an eye, ears, nose, and throat specialist in Baltimore for advice. Chisholm referred the Kellers to Alexander Graham Bell, who was working with deaf children at the time. You know, the guy who made the fucking phones. Bell had advised them to contact to contact the Perkins Institute for the Blind, the school where Bridgman had been educated. It was then located in South Boston, and Michael Anagos, Anaganos, the school's director, asked Ann Sullivan, a 20-year-old alumna of the school who was visually impaired, to become Keller's instructor. It was the beginning of a nearly 50-year-long relationship, and Sullivan developed as Keller's governess and her later companion. Cool. Sullivan arranged at Keller's or sorry, Sullivan arrived at Keller's house on March 5th, 1887, a day Keller would remember forever as my quote soul's birthday. <laughs> Cute. Sullivan immediately began to teach Helen to communicate by spelling words in her hand, beginning with doll, D-O-L-L. -L. Um, for the doll that she had brought Keller as a present. That's sweet. Keller initially struggled with lessons since she could not comprehend every sub every object uh, had a word identifying it. When Sullivan was teaching, when Sullivan was trying to teach Keller the word for mug, Keller became so frustrated she broke the mug. I love a stubborn little girl. It's my favorite kind. But soon she began imitating Sullivan's hand gestures. A 
I did not know that I was spelling a word or even that words existed, Keller remembered. I was simply making my fingers go in a monkey-like imitation. So monkey see, monkey do, I'm sure. The next month, Keller made a breakthrough. She was, when she realized the motions her teacher was making in the palm of her hand while running cool water over her other hand, symbolized the idea of water. Writing in her autobiography, quote, uh, the story of my life, end quote, Keller recalled that the moment she, quote, I stood still. My whole attention fixed upon the motions of her fingers. Suddenly, I felt a misty consciousness as of something forgotten. A thrill of returning thought. But somehow, the mystery of the language was revealed to me. I knew then that W-A-T-E-R meant the word, wonderful, cool, something that was flowing over my hand. The living word awakening, awakened my soul and gave it light, hope, and set it free. End quote. Keller quickly demanded that Sullivan sign the names of all the other families, oh, of, of other familiar objects in her world. Get to work, Anne. Come on. God love her. Helen Keller was viewed as isolated, but was very much in touch with the outside world. She was able to enjoy music by feeling the beat and was able to have a strong connection with animals through touch. She was delayed at picking up language, but that did not stop her from having a voice. <clears throat> so we are going to do formal education next. So in May 1888, Keller started attending the Perkins School, the Perkins Institute for the Blind. In 1894, Keller and Sullivan moved to New York to attend the Wrights Humison School for the Deaf and learn from Sarah Fuller at the Horace Mann School for the Deaf. In 1896, they returned to Massachusetts and Keller entered the Cambridge School for Young Ladies before gaining admittance in 1900 to the Ratcliffe College of Harvard University, where she lived in Briggs Hall, South House. Her admirer, Mark Twain, like, are you kidding? had introduced her to Standard Oil magnate Henry Huddleston Rogers, who with his wife, Abby, thank you for saying her name, paid for her education. In 1904, at the age of 24, Keller graduated as a member of Phi Beta Kappa from Radcliffe, becoming the first deaf-blind person to earn a Bachelor of Arts degree. She maintained a correspondence with the Austrian philosopher and pedagogy Wilhelm Jerusalem, who was the first to discover her literary talent. Thank you, Wilhelm. Love you for this. Determined to communicate with others as, a conven as conventionally as possible, Keller learned to speak and spent much of her life giving speeches and lectures on aspects of her life. She learned to, quote, hear people's speeches using the Tadoma method, which is the method of communication used by deafblind individuals, which in which the deafblind person places their little finger on the speaker's lips and their fingers along the jawline. So the three middle fingers often fall along the speaker's cheeks with the little finger to pick up the vibrations of what's being said. Which means using her fingers to fill the lips and the throat of the speaker. There we go. She became a proficient. She became proficient at using Braille and using finger spelling to communicate. Shortly after World War I, with the assistance of the Zolnar Quartet, 
which is a string quartet active during the first quarter of the 20th century. It's the most celebrated musical organization in the West, which devotes its energies exclusively <coughs> to the highest class of chamber music. <coughs> Sorry. She was determined that by placing her fingertips on a resident tabletop that she could experience music played close by. Y'all, I'm really struggling to get you through this. Not because of its lengthy information, but because I can't stop fucking coughing. Darn it, Paulin. Okay. There was the Bollywood movie Black in 2005. It was largely based on Helen Keller's story from childhood to her graduation. A documentary called The Shining Soul, Helen Keller's Spiritual Life and Legacy. That was doesn't tell me when <clears throat> on march 6 2008 the new england historic genealogical society announced that a staff member had discovered a rare 19 or sorry 1888 photograph showing helen and anne which although previously published had escaped widespread attention depicting helen holding one of her many dolls it is believed to be the earliest surviving photo of anne sullivan macy cool Video footage showing Helen Keller learning to mimic speech. Sound also exists. A biography of Helen Keller was written by German-Jewish author Hildegard Johanna Kaiser. <coughs> I'm so sorry. A 10 by 7 foot painting titled The Advocate, a tribute to Helen Keller, was created by three artists from Kerala, <coughs> India. Sorry if I said that wrong. K-E-R-A-L-A, <clears throat> as a tribute to Helen Keller. The painting was created in association with a nonprofit organization called Art de Hope Foundation, Artist Groups, Palette People, and X-A-K-B-O-X, Design and Art Studio. The painting was created for a fundraising event to help blind students in India and was inaugurated by M.G. Raja Mani... Kayam, sorry, R-A-J-A-M-A-N-I-K-Y-A-M, comma, I-A-S, which is the, on Helen Keller Day, June 27th, 2016. The painting depicts major events from Helen Keller's life and is one of the biggest paintings done based on her life. In 2020, here we go. Welcome to Modern Times, you guys. The documentary essay, Her Socialist Smile, by John Gianvito, evolves around Helen Keller's first public talk in 1913 before the general audience when she started speaking out on behalf of progressive causes. She's had lots of honors posthumously. I love that word. In 1999, Keller was listed in Gallup's Mostly Wide Admired People of the 20th Century. Welcome. In 2003, Alabama honored its native daughter on its state quarter. Cool. The Alabama state quarter is only circulating U.S. coin to feature Braille. That's even cooler. The Helen Keller Hospital in Sheffield, Alabama is dedicated to her. That makes sense. Streets are named after Helen Keller in Zurich, Switzerland, in the U.S., in Gaffete, Getafe, sorry, G-E-T-A-F-E, Spain, in Lod, Israel, 
in Lisbon, Portugal, and in Cannes, France. A preschool for the deaf and hard of hearing in Mysore, M-Y-S-O-R-E, India, was originally named after Helen Keller by its founder, K.K. Srinivasan. <clears throat> Ooh, I did better on that one. Learning. In 1973, Helen Keller was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame. A stamp was issued in 1980 by the United States Postal Service depicting Keller and Sullivan to mark the centennial of Keller's birth. That year, her birth was also recognized by a presidential proclamation from U.S. President Jimmy Carter. Pennsylvania annually commemorates her June 27th birthday as Helen Keller Day. On October 9th, 2009, the state of Alabama donated a bronze statue of Keller to the National Statuary Hall Collection as a replacement for its 1908 stature, statue sorry, of education reform Jabez Lamar, Monroe Curry. <clears throat> all right. I'm going to put all of her works into the show notes so you guys can see that. And there is a crap ton of citations, which I will link the Wikipedia page and all of this jazz. So I thank you if you've made it this far, you guys. That was a lot. And I kept out a lot. So, um, pardon banner? Do you hear him yelling over there? I'm sorry if you guys can hear the dog. In the living room, the door is shut and everything is quiet in here, so I don't understand. But thank you guys for sticking with me. Um, there will be a part two to Helen Keller. I'm going to dive into all the conspiracy theorists around the situation. Um of her life and her as a person. And I um, really hope that this was very informative and I learned a lot, um, even outside my middle school video, even though I can't remember which one it was. That was many, many years ago. I'm 41, okay? Can you cut me some credit? So apologies for any mispronunciation or enunciation of words. And thank you for hanging out with me while I cough through the pollen. All right, you guys. Stay tuned to an episode on Friday. That's tomorrow. Um, and I'll see you guys back next time. Thanks for hanging out. And I love you guys so much. I cannot thank you guys for constantly showing up for me all the time in support of my real life and online. Again, I'm Jess, host of this podcast, The Babe AF Pod. Feel free to follow me on all socials at the ba the babe af pod. That is, I'm gonna spell it better than I can say it. T h e b a b e a f p o d. Also, if you want to collab, if there's a woman I need to check out, if there's someone blazing a trail in their industry that I don't know yet but need to become instant BFFs with, please feel free to email all inquiries to thebabeafpod at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to tune in to some of your favorite episodes coming from me, Women to Watch Wednesday, fun tips and tricks uh, to build your confidence and have some amazing coffee chats on Fridays, Um, as well as the last Sunday of every month, I do an amazing pop culture monthly segment with my friend Steph. Shout out. Hey, babe. Um, and I'm so excited that you guys just continually show up and I'm so excited for you guys to see what's next. I love to hear from you and what you love in each of the episodes. So please, please, please like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, that was really difficult. Also, can 
Friday Corner, I mean, of all time, uh, is this one. Mark your fucking calendars because on June 25th, 2022, there is going to be a merch drop in conjunction with the Patreon. So, you guys just better get ready because I cannot wait to see the badass shit that you put together in this line. It is my first drop. It won't be a full line, but it will be a couple of things to tickle your fancy. And so I'm just so excited that you guys are super excited that it's happening. So thanks for tuning in this week. Make sure you let me know what you love, what you hate, what you critique. I don't give a shit. Just kidding. Your opinion means everything to me. And I hope you guys have a great day and I will see you back next time. Toodles. Oh, and don't forget, when in doubt, you need to fucking dance it out. I love you. I definitely just gave the peace sign a wink and stuck my tongue out. Great visual, right? (laughs) You're fucking welcome. Bye!